1: I will call upon you to do a
0: service for me play the Godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome
2: to the family
0: no purchase necessary Vgw group Void we prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky lands slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Hey everybody! Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Deadline's new Hollywood podcast. I am Amanda Nduca.
2: and I am Dino Ray Ramos.
0: And this episode, we have a dear white people star. So we we had Justin before. Yes, we were Justin we're having Indian. a whole
2: dear white people series. Yes,
0: and this is Logan. This one, this time, it's Logan Browning.
2: She plays Sam on the show. Um, and if you haven't watched this season, this volume, they call it volume. It volume. Yeah. yeah And yeah, the, the um, Logan was pretty dope. Like she we talked a lot about her experiences in college and how it informed her performance of Sam. Mm-hmm. And we talked about colorism.
0: Yeah, that's a really I was that's a really like hot button issue. I feel like now more so. Like, I, I remember talking about it in college.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's been touched on enough in the, it in the industry yet, though. I think I think yeah.
0: it's been kind of like skirted over for a little bit. Yeah. But now this whole, that the whole race, race conversation is like hotter than ever. Yeah. People are bringing in the little nuances when it comes to that conversation, yeah. which I love, honestly.
2: Yeah. And we also uh, unpack uh, Donald, uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, excuse yeah. me, not this Donald Glover. Uh, Childish Gambino's uh, video and song from uh, this. Uh, this y- is America. You both saw, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, I know you did. Did you yeah.
1: see
0: it? Yeah,
2: yeah, I watched it. Incredible. We, it
0: yeah. was that. That was your first reaction. Was incredible.
2: Yeah. Well, I also wasn't sure what to expect because you guys had
0: talked about it uh, last
2: week. Oh yeah. And then I
1: started
0: seeing,
2: you know, everything pop up like this. Yeah. You know, analyzing this and that and. So I think I was paying a little bit more attention to it the first time I watched yeah, it. yeah, yeah, I think it's different when you just kind of here's a video, watch it. And yeah, then I've watched it like six or seven times.
0: yeah you were you were like obsessed with I am kind of obsessed with it. <laughs> that was good.
2: It's a running song for me in the morning now. I run to that oh, song. Nice. but yeah, it's a, we, uh, Logan had a lot of interesting points to say about that. and of course, dear white people yeah, and which is
0: which is currently streaming on on the on, Netflix. The Netflix, <laughs> on
2: the Netflix on the Netflix. So without further ado, here is Logan Browning. So we would like to welcome Logan Browning to the New Hollywood Podcast. Thank you, Logan. Hi guys. Thank you so much. Star of the Dear White <laughs> People on the Netflix. I'm putting the on in front the of the Netflix. <laughs> oh, that's, that's
1: you're aging yourself. Yes, that, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that the, is remember such a remember the face yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> you make it plural. The yeah.
0: Netflixes. <laughs> the Netflixes. On the Netflixes.
2: Um, so I guess we just wanted to start. You know, you know, you're starting the industry. Um, what kind of roles were you auditioning for? What kind of roles were available to you?
1: I started acting professionally when I was 14. Mm-hmm. And my first role that I booked was a mean girl. Mm-hmm. And those were kind of, and I was a sidekick. I was I was actually a, a blonde girl's sidekick she was a bully i was like the bully it. are oh, you yeah. were, like the
2: sassy bully yeah, <laughs> yeah but like
1: i didn't have a lot of lines so okay. like the sass was all in the walk and like, <laughs> you know um yeah that was my first role i i ended up becoming a recurring character mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. um guest starring role um but yeah i oddly i'm constantly when i was younger i was constantly being cast in this mean girl bully sassy role uh-huh. i was never really like the sweet daughter who, mm-hmm. whatever, or whatever mm-hmm. other roles are available. I wouldn't know. I mm-hmm. would not know because mm-hmm. I didn't, they weren't coming my way. Yeah. That's
0: interesting. A, a mean girl. Was that what your your agent was sending you out for at the time or did you like? Mm, uh,
1: to, I think when it comes to agents and what they, uh, in what was that, 2004, what they send you out on is what you qualify for. So mm-hmm. at that time, Um, breakdowns were different it wouldn't say it would have the like
0: the it would have the
1: ethnicity like now you get a strong willed independent computer science etc etc is the description instead of a beautiful African American um, girl who could look mixed race, like yeah. very specific. Yeah. Um, oh, um and it's like they had this specific vision of who fits into a role. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't,
0: that's it. I didn't know that like, like the breakdown, I guess, um, the way that they do breakdown, I didn't know that changed so much. Some,
1: since, yeah, somewhat. Um, mm-hmm. for the positive, I think somewhat, I think it still has some problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a little problematic, yeah. but I have come across more roles that are, um, or roles that that don't. Um, you, may, I've read a script that may look like a white girl obviously fits into this category, but they're open okay. opening the casting. But still, you go in and you think they're still not going to cast me. I've read the script; like mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't seem catered to mm-hmm. the me's of the world. Mm-hmm.
2: And when you were, you know, coming up, or when you were, uh, you know, a young budding actress, actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, who were some of your like actor role models?
1: I mean, I was a kid really mm-hmm. when I started and so I was looking for people who looked like me. Yeah, exactly. Um so I was it was everyone who was on the Disney Channel, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. And it was um it was Raven the Simone, Raven, yeah. Tia and Tamara, Hilary Duff, um, oh gosh, what's the young woman from Even Stevens and she played in Kim Possible? Oh, Christy something. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Randy. A- it, it was and then, and then a lot of pop singers like mm-hmm. Aaliyah, et cetera. Like those were kind of oh, my the Aaliyah. people I was getting up to. Aaliyah. I Aaliyah. I. <laughs> I know.
2: Every I so miss her. She would
1: be <laughs> an award winning actress if she I was still know. alive. Right? Yeah. I was it was like this big debate. Like would Aaliyah
0: be, be like would Aaliyah be Beyonce's competition mm. if she was still alive?
1: There's a whole
2: debate on that whole, you know, if Ali- like, is I really- heard someone was saying, like, oh, if Ali was, was still alive, would she be married to Jay-Z? What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, this what? This is all these Because conspiracy- I think Ali and Beyonce are different like categories wouldn't you
1: put like Rihanna and aaliyah closer yes together? yes that makes
2: sense that, yeah i think that what's your favorite Aaliyah song sorry i know i'm sidetracked <laughs> oh, um, that's
1: a that's
0: a, i love um four page letter Do you four know that's a that really good song yeah obviously <laughs> right, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like one of her well i guess that was one of her popular ones four okay. page letter. okay sorry I just okay that. sorry I guess. <laughs> aaliyah break would you say aaliyah <laughs> the, this is that it's was the tangent.
2: aaliyah segment of the show um so, on Dear White people, you play Sam, who's very outspoken mm-hmm. um, and when you like and you went to Vanderbilt I right? did. yeah, so did your experience in at Vanderbilt inform your portrayal of Sam in any way? easily <laughs> oh, like, yeah.
1: without a doubt, um, I'm sure uh, without me even um, being aware of it, mm-hmm. to be honest, I know what it feels like to be. A, a black face in a mostly white place wow. and um, to have a pocket of African American students that uh, I connect to and um, I gravitate towards for support. You know, like growing up in my, my dorm that's mostly Caucasian or other, mm-hmm. um, I find myself feeling like, who do I have to really connect to? Like obviously I connect to the women around me, like we're all human, we're mm-hmm. all freshmen, we connect on that in that way. But then there were just other things that I kind of felt singled out on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do relate to that. I, I wasn't canvassing on campus, yeah. you know, in that way.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, it, how familiar were you with the film? Um, and, you know, Tessa Thompson plays Sam mm-hmm. in, 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 in the film. I don't know, when you When you got this role, were you trying to kind of – put your own take on Sam? Or were you trying to kind of build on top of what Tessa did or kind of a combination of both?
1: I I do think a little bit of both because, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Mm -hmm. number one. But number two, you can only be your own person and your own version of of a character. It's just like theater, Mm -hmm. you know, when one person performs a role and then another actor comes through and plays that role, you're not hoping to see the same exact performance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what makes it so exciting when you go to Broadway and you see a different performer in that role, you know that it's going to be special and unique, Um, but the lines are the same, et cetera. Uh, So there were things that she did that I really liked and I held on to because like for instance, John Patrick, Told us that he still has not seen the film.
2: Oh wow! Who plays Gabe? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And I think that's brilliant, actually, to not to not be informed by this, you know, uh, other actor. But for me, I had seen the film way before getting this, you know, opportunity. um, So it didn't bother me to even watch it again. Mm but I did want to make my own version of Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool.
0: Sam, and she's like very—I mean, I love how she's very involved and very like, like woke, which is, I guess, what the young kids are saying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what the young kids are saying. But like, was how? how what were the differences between you and her? Like, you went to—I mean, similarly, you went to a school that was predominantly white. Um, you gravitated towards the black crowd um, in that way. But like, were you really involved in your school and in, in you know forwarding maybe like some type of like social? I guess um, what's the word? Social awareness. like like, uh,
2: um, like a very uh, not politically centric group. Yeah, but like yeah. kind of you know like a, like a student union. Like I was part of the Philippine Student Association, where we were very like active, yeah, right. like in the culture and stuff like that.
1: Um, I uh, loosely I was a part of things. You know, if there were uh, special events on campus at. The our, our, our like African American we had like kind of a headquarters and the name is uh, oh, evading had, my mind right now but it was kind of like our our black student yeah headquarters we home. had
0: one else too yeah yeah ours was called the Malcolm X lounge oh so yeah <laughs> That's cool. yeah it was
1: um,
2: um, we just had a cubicle
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, we need to talk about the fact that yeah that cubicle <laughs> exactly where is your building exactly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I think that was. I I, I did seek out um, like African American studies. I wasn't an African American studies major, mm-hmm. but you know I would I took a class in African American literature and film. Um, but I also didn't finish uh, my uh, collegiate experience or career at Vanderbilt, so mm-hmm. I was not there for a very long time. I was there for my freshman year. Okay, um, I ended up coming back to act and. Uh, bouncing around to like several different schools, UCLA, Cal State, LA, um, Clayton State, a, a local school back home, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of rack up my credits. So I feel like my any of my um, activism really happened uh, later in my life. I, I think specifically, I can remember when uh, Trayvon Martin was murdered. I feel like that kind of Change my mm-hmm. whole perspective mm-hmm. on what it means to be uh, in my position and to have an, an influence. Mm-hmm. So,
0: has playing Sam? Ha- so, has that affected your like your ideologies?
1: It's just it's just added to it. It's mm-hmm. just even more supported the the notion that I need to um, use my privilege and my uh, platform. It's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel the pressure because of playing Sam. I just feel like I have an opportunity, so why not use it for good? Like, why not be a superhero if you can mm-hmm, be?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I love how the show, I, I think is one thing that really, I really would really gravitate toward the show is how it not only deals with, like, issues of black relations outside of, you know, the race, but also within um, within the race, too. And um, I think what was really cool about your character was she, um, she started off being really, like, um, hard-headed, mm-hmm. and, and then she kind of, like, softened up like throughout the episodes, but one of the episodes that I guess I really resonated with was the episode that you guys were talking about color, you touched on colorism. Mm-hmm. Because I remember in school, that was something that every kind of form that the black, there was like, a, that was the huge, the biggest debate on campus was the whole colorism thing. Um, and I just reading a bunch of articles about the colorism in Hollywood and how it's still very prevalent and how like we, we, we address, we're we addressing race, race issues, but we're not addressing that. Um, how do you kind of go address I mean, how do you do you kind of does is that something that you think about a lot like whenever you're going for, especially when you started out early on, I'm going towards, and how do you kind of address that issue maybe within your friends or
1: I just it's an ongoing conversation in in my life with with the people I'm around. and um, with that being said, I, I hope to continue the conversation mm-hmm. in more public spaces. Um, Zendaya came out and said that uh, you know sometimes Hollywood sees her as the only acceptable version of a black girl and mm-hmm. I I relate to that um, you know I because yeah, for the longest time it was
0: like Hallie, it was Halle Berry yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah So
1: which is great don't get us yeah, wrong yeah exactly there are so many versions of um, African-Americans and um, especially African-American women uh, I think in season 2 you get to see a beautiful um, example of that as Joelle's character yeah. comes out of the shadows, and it's like, oh my God, this character was here the whole time, and yeah. no one was really appreciating her. Yeah, and so uh, I find that beautiful, yeah. and I feel like that is a statement of its own. You know, to have this series that's centered around Sam White, and you you really get to explore these other people yeah. who you know aren't so palatable for all the rest of America. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I still said that that show. I think it does a great job of like balancing out all all the issues that that mm-hmm. that we face. Um, and it, you're right; it is an ongoing conversation, not just within the Black community. You talk about it a lot within the Asian yeah, community. The Asian how community. colorism is like a big, it's still a big issue. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like in the in the film, like that's why you see a lot of Asian people carrying umbrellas around. You know, yeah, because mm-hmm. they don't want to get dark. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know. And I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. Or I mean, maybe they have sensitive skin. But like even, <laughs> <laughs> even like in the Philippines, you know, it, it's it, it's interesting. Because honestly, like sometimes people who have darker skin are seen as lower class. Yeah. You know? um, and, you know, those who are lighter skin are the more rich people. You yeah. Know? So it, it's it's an interesting conversation across like the board with all, you know, ethnicities. ethnicities yeah. yeah. And
1: a lot of it, I think uh, part of the conversation needs to go towards it always goes towards the person with the privilege yeah and, and when you talk about race you you the reason that you seek out you know white allies and non-black allies is because sometimes they're the ones who are being heard and so they need to be a part of of making the other voices heard as mm-hmm. much as you know the uh, people who are in the oppressive class or moment in time mm-hmm. are, are trying to be heard so with someone like me I, I, I need to be aware of the fact that I have a privilege of mm. the fact that people see me differently mm-hmm. you know I one of my best friends Camille Winbush and I did a panel for um, a documentary called Dark Girls where oh, we, we yeah, sat together that. and talked about very candidly some of the things that happen and mm-hmm. you know she shared things like we'll go to a club Mind you, Camille is literally the most gorgeous person in the world, and it is mind-boggling to me that people don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'll say that, you know, we're at a club and someone will come to come up to us and talk to me, and literally ignore her. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's just a one-person thing; it just mm-hmm. happens to be this person. It is a constant. It's a constant occurrence, and so we need more films like Black Panther that are yeah. showing black beauty and excellence mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. you. Um, uh, darker skinned women and showing you how beautiful yeah. dark 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 skinned women are at the bottom of the totem pole yeah. we always say black women but dark skinned women are at the bottom of the totem pole and we just need people to create more content that puts them in the forefront mm-hmm. and so, so I'm glad that Dear White People season two really does that it did it with season one with yeah. Coco yeah but even more with season two and, and a character like Joelle who so many women can relate to you know she's not She's not the villain that you know. Sometimes people, Coco, people want to assume Coco yeah. is. She's just your a, a regular, regular girl. girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She's trying to live her life. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I just like I said, I love how the show like it shows like these different people from different parts of the world, different parts of the spectrum, and they're all like intelligent. Mm-hmm. They all have their very and their leaders in their own little like uh, little um, what is it called like
1: oh they're like uh, in they're their little like their groups yeah, yeah
0: yeah so um, I think it's like it's it's really weird that. This whole colors and thing is really effective. I mean, I guess it does affect men Mm -hmm. as much as it does affect women. I'm not really sure. I mean, like,
2: yeah, well, I I don't know in the black community. I don't know.
1: It doesn't. I don't. It does, but I think um, women in general are put under a microscopic lens in terms of beauty standards way more than men, and it affects our confidence and the way we Approach the world and the way the world sees us, yeah. So, I think that's the difference between like when it does affect you know, a light skinned man. Uh, we maybe think about the workplace is a light skinned man and a dark skinned man are they going to have the same privileges going yeah. into a job? Maybe I don't know, yeah. yeah.
2: And it kind of goes like I don't know if you know how recently people have pulled up Issa Ray's old book about you know, oh, like, I, yeah, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> we were talking about I this about how she had that passage like, there's a paragraph or something about how. Um, black women and Asian men should just get together and create dope ass babies. Yeah. But and she was like, "Oh, but not Filipinos. Because Filipinos <laughs> are the are the blacks of the Asian community." But then it, it got an uproar because I, yeah. I got it was it was funny. It was a, you could tell it, it was a joke. I read like, the whole passage. Yeah, but it's because black women it like studies have shown like black women and asian men are the two most undesirable people mm. when it comes to dating mm-hmm. on dating apps mm-hmm. and you see that especially like in, 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 a, in lgbt or like in like on grinder like on queer apps you mm-hmm. know people specifically say no Asian yeah. men. I don't know if, if you've wow. read that on like, um, like...
0: No, I've heard that. Yeah. No, I've definitely heard that.
2: And it's... it's And they're like, oh, I'm not racist. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's, just, it's called a preference. Like that's a, how you quote yeah, it. I don't like, Yeah. I and mean, then people go down the list. They're like, oh, just white people. But you know yeah, what's so yeah. funny
1: about people say, I, I'm not racist, but... And <laughs> that it's a preference. Yeah. Is that... They actually haven't tried it. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I yeah, mean. Yeah. Like you, you are so against something that mm. you've never given a chance. Mm. Yeah, that's what's think, really yeah. interesting.
2: I just think fine is fine.
1: I know. <laughs> I think I, honestly, yes. I think I
0: think Hollywood just has to, has to acknowledge that there is there is a there is an issue there, and like I think we can just we can go from there as long. But, acknowledging the problem i think is mm-hmm. like the first step yeah. you and, know?
1: and 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 they're with acknowledging within all the other problems yeah <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think the the trouble not the trouble but the reason hollywood has an issue with acknowledging that there's a problem is because when you do that it gives more opportunity will eventually give more opportunity to the people who have been underserved and in doing that the people who have been working will work less Yeah and so yeah. they're afraid because it jeopardizes their check yeah yeah um that's
0: that's
1: that's really with that people just want to protect their money
0: yeah
1: you know that's why people are afraid of affirmative action yeah <laughs>
0: yeah um s- speaking of, s- speaking of <laughs> i don't know if you saw the this is america
2: video Duh. <laughs> I, mean, I watched it the first thing in the morning yeah today. Yeah, yeah yeah so like we want to kind of unpack that and, and talk about how when you saw it what was your reaction and like kind of discuss.
0: So for people, you should tell, yeah, for people, for who, people didn't, who don't know, who didn't what? see it, <laughs>
2: <laughs> dog Glover, aka Childish Gambino, released this new song called "This Is America" during Saturday Night Live, and he released a video. Was it the same day? I it was the it was same, same day, day yeah, the yeah, same, same day. Which was mind-boggling and, and and crazy. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun. He's just gonna be dancing in the yes. warehouse." <laughs> And it just had all this symbolism in it that I—I I was like, oh, I don't even want to start to break it down because Donald Glover is just way too smart for me. Childish yeah. yeah. Gambino. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah that Childish is so- yeah. <laughs> He's just way too smart for me.
0: Slipping up, look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Don't catch you slipping up. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't catch you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Runs in my area. My
2: area. I got the strap. When you first saw it, like, kind of what were your thoughts? Mm.
1: Um. Honestly, my first thought was, I don't want to be left behind. Oh. <laughs> no, really? I yeah, say I that I say that in yeah. all seriousness because we live in this time where something as iconic as that happens, and you just want to be a part of it. Yes. Um. And and it is it's interesting because I love it. Let me just put that out there. Mm-hmm. I love the video. I need to watch it a thousand times yeah. more and dissect it. Um, but also we all jump on these things we all jump on like agreeing with everything that the people around us agree with like mm-hmm. we all like this we don't like kanye we don't. Yeah, you know we're yeah, all yeah. we're on the same boat and like it's just it becomes when are we really having a moment to like figure out how do you really feel about yeah. something um but a uh, all that being said, I love the video. I,
0: I will admit when I first watched it, I was I was very confused and I had mm-hmm. to keep watching it because I was like, I saw, the, I saw the symbolisms, but I was like, how is this all coming to, like my, my, I guess my confusion was what is he trying to say and how is all this stuff like supposed to fit together? And I, I was super, and me and my sister, we talked about it, like we were like, I don't, we don't get the, the, the hype over it. But honestly, like I was, I read a lot about it and I was just like, we had talked about it a little bit and I'm like, okay, I see when they showed the the Jim Crow thing, the mm-hmm. uh, juxtaposition of that picture, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. You you know? Yeah, know and I was like okay that makes sense you know thinking about like oh this is it, I think there are why people touch touching it. I think that's another reason why I like a light bulb went on my head talking about the whole minstrelsy thing and um like how like we people are more comfortable seeing us being like jolly and dancing and in the club mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. like um throwing our money up but it's like but you're not Look, you're not paying attention to us when we're getting literally getting killed. profiled yeah. and mm-hmm. killed, mm-hmm. and and or sh- you know, all these other things that are happening to us, um, in in, in the that, that are actually happening to us in real life, but you just like us to be. And I don't say us. Uh, I guess uh, well, us. Uh, so, you like you like you like, 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 like you're more comfortable with seeing a, a black person, like I said, in that. I think, and I when he was like dancing and stuff, it's like oh, we, like, he's so good at dancing. We love that the kids are dancing. It's all cute and stuff. But then look at what's happening in the background, what we're not really paying attention to. Yeah. That's how I took it after yeah. watching it literally
2: like five Absolutely. times in a row. Yeah, I've watched but, it multiple times as well, and it, it is just like as a piece of like film or like mm-hmm. a pro, like a short film. It, it's pretty it's amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. I wanted it to
1: keep going. I thought it was a movie. Yeah, yeah, I yeah me, me going, too. Back to the end, yeah. I was confused. I He'll
0: do, yeah, he'll do that he do a bit short
2: and, it, and it's like I've been I've been reading all these stink pieces about it and it's very interesting people are like breaking this shit yeah. down and I'm like oh my god I didn't even notice that <laughs> no me too and they're like oh like the guns and like it's and how like all the cars that they're dancing on are old cars and they're like oh that's kind of like a Like a subversive thing towards rap videos and how they're always putting new cars in. I was all, "Oh my god, I am really dumb. I can't think of this kind of (laughs) stuff." But I do understand what you're saying.
0: I do. It it does do something to me when everybody agrees on something. Like, oh, like everybody was posting the whole the video. Thank you, thank you, Charles Gambino. And the whole Kanye thing came out. I was like, oh, you know, down with Kanye, boycott Kanye. So I do, I do see some concern in that because I'm like, I even when when Kanye came out, was like free thinking. I was like, I completely agree with you. If you like Donald Trump like it's okay to say that you like Donald you shouldn't be scared to say that you are a Donald Trump fan like you shouldn't it shouldn't be something that we're we're like going to be against you because you're that i guess what i mean connie did a lot of other things that just wouldn't yeah um we, we talked about this with with justin it was just about, about his semantics but i really got what he was saying and i don't think that anything i mean i don't think his underlying message was was wrong per se Yeah, um, i mean i think the way he said it
1: yeah i mean some, but, some of his underlying messages were problematic, but I'm with you in, in the fact that what I think he was trying to do, I, I saw a meme today that said uh, Childish Gambino did what Kanye thought he was doing. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. I, and so yeah. that's kind of where where I am on this. I think Kanye overspoke. Uh-huh. Um, I think he...
0: He didn't have the facts. No, and he, he just said, spoke.
1: And he didn't think about the fact that a lot of the things he was saying or to the detriment of other people, yeah. you don't get to be free thinking yeah. at a cost to others. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um that's a
0: great point actually. Snaps. Yeah. yeah no, really. <laughs> no, for real. So- yeah. That's his heart. I, 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 <laughs> I kind yeah, it's said hard. the same thing. I was like,
2: Oh, Kanye is you know, Charles Gambino is what Kanye wishes he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I don't think Kanye mm-hmm.
0: wishes he was that. Oh no, like I wishes think... he like
2: like kind of like not nah, he doesn't wish he was Charles Gambino, but like, yeah. like how he executes his thoughts and his words and
0: It's just yeah, yeah it's just all about the execution. Yeah. But I think Kanye
1: he doesn't care enough. I think that's he I, my thing is when you get a platform based on um selling your music to popular culture literally the house you live in the car you drive mm-hmm. everything you own is an is a direct result of us supporting your career how do you all of a sudden not care yeah. no. about the people who've supported you i just think that he's allowed to have those opinions but it's it's almost like he's be so like frivolous in his in his like I don't know, and with his with his mouth vomiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there yeah. should be a little more. He decorum. has no filter. Yeah. Yeah. He needs a Britta.
0: I love this. We're talking about Kanye, and this is America. Deadline. <laughs> like this is this is great. Yeah. Um, anyway, so before we, we kind of go to our last little session, we just want to know what's next for you.
1: I shot a film. Um, At the beginning of this year, uh, starring myself and Alison Williams, who is amazing. And it was directed by Richard Shepard, who um, directed the uh, Emmy-winning Ugly Betty pilot, um, and also directed a a bazillion bottle episodes of um, Girls. It was amazing. We shot it in Vancouver and Shanghai. It's a thriller. Okay. Okay. our You're characters. saying all the right words. Right <laughs> now. Yes, buzzwords. getting here <laughs> um, And uh, yeah, we played two uh, cello prodigies. Um, oh, I think
0: we broke that on deadline. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you I, remember, you did, you did, you I did. remember this story. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a I yeah. actually
1: I get to see a rough cut of it this evening before oh, nice. we're all getting together. Does it have a title yet? It's called The Perfection. I'm always yes, concerned the about yeah. saying titles because I, I always wonder if those things will ever change. Well, just say maybe a working title. No, no it is, but it is, is called The Perfection. It's called The Perfection. Yeah, yeah
0: like, that's how okay, we get I'm interested. Yeah, yes. it looks really good. So obviously your show's on Netflix and we have to ask you what you're binging right now.
1: So we just did an entire press junket with all the other Netflix shows yesterday. Okay. Oh
0: yeah, I think I saw a picture. Yeah, yeah okay. and I
1: realized I have not been binging enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent thing I had watched 7 seconds um, which is amazing. I saw and then I my mom and I were sitting on the couch going through everything and we saw The Rachel Divide and I remember Ooh, I saw that too. Yeah, I remember hearing <laughs> when they first like when Netflix were going said we're going to do a a Rachel Dolezal documentary. I was like WTF, Mm -hmm. why are we giving her any, you know, care time? time. But then I watched it and I thought, wow, this is so intriguing. Really? I I was very intrigued by, like, her neuroses and um, her kids and just what this life is. Like, I, I... it, it blew my mind.
0: I think I'm going to... Yeah, I was thinking about it. I was like, I need to watch this video, I, this, this documentary. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I don't. I, my and sister was like, oh, Dino, I watched it. You should watch it. She was I all, know, I will she, say. She was like, oh, I felt sorry, so sorry for those kids. That's what she I said. I do, I yeah. do. I,
1: mm-hmm. I, I don't want to actually... Don't feel sorry for the kids because they love their mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are having a, a tough upbringing yeah. because of the way people treat... I mean, I will say the way people treat her is kind of disgusting.
0: Okay. Um.
1: I mean, it's not... I, I don't think that she's... Done something so terrible in the world to be treated the way she's being treated. This yeah. woman, mm-hmm. this poor woman, thinks she's black. Yeah, like bless her heart. But she's not. She's
0: not killing anybody. Yeah, she's no. not hurting anybody. She's just, yeah, she's kind of. Ignorant. Yeah, That's no, I, I, I agree. She doesn't. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't deserve a lot. Like she's like I said, she didn't do anything. Just egregious like yeah, she yeah. just thinks mm. she's black who doesn't want to be black um, I don't blame her I'm sure the Kardashians think they're <laughs> black too they do. <laughs> God, they're so there's so many what's yeah, the difference yeah. so, um, Kardashian so
2: you were a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race, and I Dina's like number I'm one a fan. fan. <laughs> I am. I'm a part of a fantasy league <laughs> and everything. Oh, so I get. I, I take your fantasy leagues. Yeah, oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you 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 were a judge, but is there a favorite that you have?
1: Uh oh gosh. Are you?
2: If you want to be kind of like. Keep it like you could name a couple that I'm you not like. diplomatic at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, I mean, I loved the episode I was on. It was so much fun. Uh-huh. Uh, I will say, like, watching the final, um, like, uh, Dance for Your Life, like, Lip Sync Battle. Yeah, same, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so amazing I in know, person. I know. I want
2: to be in that room. Let
1: me tell you. So we're just, <laughs> mind you, it, like, you're filming the whole episode, and it's just, like, a regular show. You've got your regular camera people there, and the ladies are on stage. We're judging. When it's time for that... When I tell you the entire building comes into that stage <laughs> oh, wow. to watch it like it's a death match, <laughs> uh, like the energy is palpable. It's like, oh my gosh, that's so much fun. Um, do I have a favorite? Mm-hmm. You know, it was interesting. My favorites I had when I was judging was different now after seeing like okay. the behind the scenes. Um, I really liked Aquaria. I just think Aquaria is really funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved Who's the Bob of the season? I, I always
2: like a Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, um, I want to say it's either Monet Exchange, maybe, yeah. or because uh, Monet. I think Monet. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you think she, he's the Bob the Drag? Monet She's Exchange. No, it's just
1: I forget who they have just like really dry personality like Bob had.
2: Um, <laughs> Um, uh, well, so, you, but you, you're, you're an Aquarius stan right
1: now. Um, well, I, I will say I haven't caught up on the episodes because okay. I have to use my brother's YouTube account. <laughs> <before>. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Um, <laughs> I don't have cable. Yeah, um, no, I, I don't either. It's expensive. It is. <laughs> it uh, is. <laughs> um,
2: but, yeah, I, I, I Who think... Do you,
1: who's your favorite?
2: <sighs> Dino wants to be diplomatic. I know, because I, I want to say Cameron Michaels just because... He and she are—they're hot out of in and out of drag, but I, I'm thinking that Aquaria actually might take it.
1: I think there's a lot of talent there, and I think the personality Maybe goes with it.
2: Eureka is like Eureka is fa- pretty fabulous. If you haven't watched the latest episode, I'm not going to say because you didn't watch a Snatch Game episode yet. Oh right? no! Okay, so you <laughs> have to wait because stress. Yeah, stress. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um, okay. So, what is the strangest thing that you do when nobody's looking?
1: No, that no. no the biggest thing I do when no one's looking it's probably take like um Instagram videos that I never post yeah. <laughs> thinking they're really funny and then I'm yes. like I'm not posting <laughs> I do the same thing I'm like talking on my my yeah. phone
0: and I'm like I'm not gonna post it that's probably, uh, that's
1: probably we worse. all do it yeah oh my god yeah I, i'm like thinking about
0: yeah. <laughs> like all the time that you've done it <laughs> well, i post it anyway <laughs> oh yeah you do you do, do post, post it, it no me. i don't post okay, it.
2: okay and uh, the final question we ask all our guests oh, um, is there an underrepresented voice in the industry whether it's an actor producer director or any creator that is not in the mainstream that you think people should pay more attention to and deserves recognition yes. by the industry
0: um, somebody who's like up and coming that yeah. maybe not a lot of people know of
1: I mean I have two things okay. number one I'm going to shout out my best friend Camille Winbush because okay. she's been working since she was young she's a very talented actress and um, I don't think that she's really had the opportunity to showcase that um, and sometimes uh, her, myself and our friend Darnell Appling talk about the fact that we do think it is attributed to the fact that she's a darker skinned woman, that mm-hmm. she doesn't get the same opportunities, and that she has this really funny kind of dry personality that people don't perceive as like, she's not bubbly when mm-hmm. she walks into a room always, so they, they don't they don't know how to receive her. Yeah. Um, but she's so brilliant and talented. And the other unrepresented voice, I will say in a general sense, is just special needs. Mm. Yes. Um, I, I think I, I, would, I, would, I would love to see more stories Told about people with special needs, with special needs actors yeah. they exist, and no one sees them. Yeah, mm-hmm. no,
0: great. So, yeah. Those are two great. Yeah, good,
2: good answers. answers. Well, Logan, thank you so you much. You guys. Fabulous. Thank <laughs> you. We had a great conversation. This is a great conversation. Felt like I therapy have. almost. Oh, I know <laughs> therapy Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Logan. Thank you. Yeah.